OHSU Dornbecker Children's Hospital is now verified as a level one pediatric trauma center and a level one site for children's surgery, according to the American College of Surgeons. Dornbecker is the first in the Pacific Northwest and one of only five pediatric hospitals nationally to earn dual verification. And later, a new pedestrian bridge will provide an alternate connection between the KCI Institute and Kohler Pavilion. It's Tuesday, February 20th, and this is OHSU Week. I'm Patrick Holmes. Tracy Brawley sat down with Dr. Ken Azaro to discuss what this verification means for Dornbecker and families in the Pacific Northwest. I'm here with Dr. Ken Azaro, Interim Chair of Surgery and the Surgeon-in-Chief at OHSU and OHSU Dornbecker, to discuss OHSU Dornbecker's recent verification by the American College of Surgeons as both a Level 1 Pediatric Trauma and Surgical Center. Thanks for joining us today, Dr. Azaro. Well, thank you very much, Tracy. It is a pleasure to be here to talk about these two exciting occurrences. Fantastic. So to start, why don't you tell me a little bit about your role here at OHSU and OHSU Dornbecker? Um, So first of all, I'm the interim chair of surgery, and I oversee the eight surgical divisions um, that participate in the surgical care of patients, both at OHSU and OHSU Dornbecker. Um, I was originally recruited here to be the surgeon-in-chief at Dornbecker, which essentially means that I'm involved in most of the quality programs and overseeing the operating rooms and surgical program of all different disciplines at Dornbecker. Um, And more recently, I'm the surgeon-in-chief at OHSU Hospital, which is the corollary position, again, participating in the running of the operating rooms with the rest of the executive management group and overseeing the divisions within the Department of Surgery. We keep you busy. Um, I get my steps in every day. (laughs) So the great news came down uh, about a week ago that OHSU Dornbrecher had received both its verification from the ACS to be a level one trauma and a level one surgical center in pediatrics. Tell us a little bit about what this means. Well, to, to gain an understanding, these are both national quality initiatives, and they're actually both fairly new. Um, First, I I think you need to have an understanding of the American College of Surgeons. If you consider that to be the house of surgery in the United States, uh, it is literally built on pillars, and one of their pillars is quality. They have multiple programs uh, and multiple verifications of those programs. And within those programs, perhaps one of the longest standing ones is the trauma program. And this has been used uh, to verify centers primarily as adult centers, and you can get pediatrics added in as part of your adult verification. 18 months ago, the college split off pediatric trauma from adult trauma, so the verification for pediatric trauma centers is quite separate and has just been going on for under two years. Approximately three years ago, the college in response uh, to a national expansion of children's services and healthcare systems across the country has been very concerned uh, about the quality of care provided across the country uh, in surgical care. To that point, the college put together an ad hoc committee at the time, and the result of that committee was a primer called the Optimal Resources for Children's Surgical Care. From this primer, the ad hoc group became a full verification committee, and this committee sends out site reviewers and verifies 
whether centers are meeting the requirements as set forth uh, by the standards in this primer uh, or not. There are three levels, level one, two, and three, for both the children's site and, and for trauma. And uh, we at OHSU Dornbecker feel very fortunate to be one of the few select centers that have both verifications. When we're thinking about, you know, our, our patients, their families, our referring providers, um, people who are not a part of OHSU but actively take part in the work that goes on here at OHSU, what is what does that mean for them? What can a family that needs to come to Dornbecker for a broken leg or a, a surgery to perhaps repair that broken leg, what does that mean? It means that every single person your child will interact with is specifically trained and qualified in the the care of children with that particular problem. Whether it's an injured child who comes through our trauma system or whether it's an elective surgical case, every single person from the individual who signs them in at the door to to the nurse that sees them prior to their operation, to the entire nursing staff in the operating room, to the anesthesiologists, to the surgeons who take care of them, and to the entire staff who provides post-op care. All they do is deal with children. Everybody has known OHSU to be one of the level one trauma centers across Oregon. And and we've always kind of paired that uh, or paired Dornbecker with that distinction. But that's not the case. You said that that changed 18 months ago with the ACS. So what maybe take us through what we had to change to become a pediatric center. So that, that's exactly correct. Prior to 18 months ago, um, we actually had our pediatric program go through the verification at the same time the adults were, and we were part of the adult program. The reason the college broke off and specifically wanted to look at pediatric programs separately really has to do with the ongoing continuing education, the ongoing quality initiatives, and the specific needs that children have as compared to adults. They are not just small adults. They have separate needs across the board, and the entire program is dedicated to those needs. The actual principles between the verifications are quite similar. It's just the specifics of the program uh, is really dedicated towards the care of children. For instance, here at OHSU, the initial team that resuscitates your child is our adult trauma team, but now we ensure that their continuing education is specifically child-related. If there are any particular issues, they are child-related and dealt with. There are adult liaisons on our pediatric trauma committee and vice versa. We, the, we you know, have a liaison to the adult trauma committee. So it is really an integrated program across OHSU, but the specifics of what we do to our patient populations are different and that's what's called out and recognized by the separation of the two programs. And Dornbecker is is one of, you know, the first 10 facilities across the nation to become surgically verified by the ACS. So for the children's site verification, you're exactly correct. Uh, the, the program, as I mentioned, started as an ad hoc committee several years ago. The, the full verification uh, process started two years ago, and there were just a handful of centers who were beta test sites, and really the testing process is over. The rollout 
of the scheduled verification uh, visits has started uh, 1 January 2018, and I believe we were the first center verified this year after the testing cycle was over. And along with that, when you combine both the trauma and the pediatric surgery verification, we're the first in the Pacific Northwest and perhaps one of only a handful nationally. I mean, what does that mean? Uh, I mean, we know what it means to, to patients and parents, but when we're talking about our own faculty and our staff here, I mean, what does that reflect on them from an overall OHSU and Dornbecker standpoint? I think from a faculty and staff point of view, they know that when they're coming to work, they're entering an institution that holds itself to the highest bar. And that bar is pointed right towards children. And, and I think it's, uh, it's, it's a point of professional pride. This is what they do, and they are being recognized for what they do. To back up a little bit, maybe just to add a little bit uh, more insight into working with kids for those that don't, uh, how does the training differ? Um, you know, you have your adult experts, you have your pediatric experts. We know that Dornbecker is specialized to kids. What does that training look like? So it really varies across the board. Um, so there are some training programs that result in pediatric-specific boards uh, or certifications. There are other specialties that simply deal with that disease process, and if that disease process is prevalent in, in the pediatric age range, we'll have adult providers specifically dealing with those disease processes. At OHSU, the best example I can give you is uh, our, our renal transplants. We have a cohort of children who receive kidney transplants, and we have uh, adult transplanters who specifically have received a, a additional training while there's no board for it. That's our pediatric transplant group. They do a superb job. Their ongoing education is dedicated to those children, and the entire staff that helps take care of that population uh, comes together as a team to do it, both medical and surgical staff. So it, it sounds like it's much more than, than learning to use small tools. Um, I would say that it is much more than learning to use small instruments. Um, the, uh, you know, the, the, care, the care of children um, is uh, is quite unique. Uh, children have very specific needs, and depending upon what's the matter with them, those needs all alter. Um, so sometimes it's best to have a pediatrician in charge of a child's care. Sometimes it's best to have a heart surgeon in, char in charge of the child's care. Whatever is the best for that child is what we will be doing, and every single person in part of that process we now have ensured will meet a standard bar set for the care of children. I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit. And how many surgeries take place at Dornbecker every year? How many kids do we take care of from a surgical perspective? Uh, and also, if you know the numbers for a trauma perspective. Um, so I can give you a fairly educated uh, estimate in both of those areas. So we we average approximately 30 procedures a day at Dornbecker. Uh, and that includes emergencies that are be, that are being done. So if you actually carry that out over a, a one month's time, we're we're looking at approximately 750 cases a month, something something like that. And um, if you carry that out times 12, you're now looking at you know eight to nine thousand cases a year. It's a busy busy hospital. 
the the trauma cases um, we measure them slightly differently so not every single injured person who walks into the ED is uh, activates the entire trauma system and to where we look at over uh, approximately 300 350 trauma activations uh, of the highest variety a year and these range from, like I said, broken bones to heart conditions. Well, the broken bones really wouldn't make a full trauma activation. Um, you, you'd be talking about, you know, the small injuries we'd be getting into, again, into the thousands and the ED coming in. But we're talking about a significant injury that mobilizes the entire team. It's called a level one activation. Um, and, and we're talking uh, a few hundred of these a year. Any other information that you'd like to add in terms of these verifications, what they mean, and and also, you know, what what responsibilities come with being certified in pediatric trauma and surgery? Superb question. So obviously, it means that we're reaching a certain bar, but there's responsibility that comes with that. As part of the program, we're responsible for providing education to the entire region as far as trauma care and as far as as surgical care is concerned. So it's our job to help practices out there, smaller hospitals, uh, our partners within the city, all to improve the care of, of children in Oregon in our region. So, Dr. Azaro, how does a parent know that they are walking into a hospital designated solely to the care of their child? So what, what might not be readily apparent to parents is at a hospital like Dornbecker, you have, say, 60 or 70 surgeons that do their routine practice there on an everyday basis. But for a highly specialized procedure, part of being part of OHSU means that you can pull on the vast resources and there are plenty of adult providers who provide a specialty service that we utilize for the best care of these children. What parents can expect of the 300 plus faculty who take call and provide these specialty services um, is that we ensure they have their specific uh, ongoing training with regards to children uh, as well. So it's not just the pediatric subspecialists who work there on an everyday, it's every single provider who walks into Dornbecker has to meet this certain standard as well. Well, congratulations to you and the team at Dornbecker. Uh, we're really excited to, to see this verification come through and all your hard work. It's a very exciting time and uh, we are extremely proud. Kelsey Hewald spoke with Brett Dodson about a new pedestrian bridge on the OHSU campus. Well, thanks for sitting down with us, Brett. Um, so can you, to start, just explain a little bit more about what you do at OHSU? Yeah, so my name is Brett Dodson, and I work for transportation and parking at OHSU, and I oversee the parking operation along with our bike programs and the Portland Aerial Tram. Can you give us a little explanation of what this new bridge is? Yeah, we are super excited about a new pedestrian bridge that'll connect the KCI parking structure over to the Kohler Pavilion parking structure so that pedestrians can move back and forth between the two facilities. Well, that's pretty exciting. So who do you think will be taking advantage of that mostly? A lot of employees, patients, um, kind of, and a lot of contractors and vendors that use it all the time. We've got a major TriMet stop uh, down in Tulliger that people walk up the hill and then currently use the tram elevator to get up to campus. This will give them another opportunity to go across the new bridge and into the Kohler facility to get up those elevators instead of the tram elevator. So speaking of that elevator, it has had some mechanical issues over the years, I hear. Um, is there anything being done to help out with that? 
Yeah, I mean, it's a single elevator all by itself. Um, and one of the issues we have is there's no redundancy in that area. So when that elevator does go down because of it's out of alignment um, or just needs some preventive maintenance done on it, uh, it ends up being a really long detour to get between the KCI and the top tram tower. So uh, one of the things we're doing is really looking at how that elevator operates and what we can do to kind of get more preventive maintenance done at night and on weekends so that it functions more often. Um, one of the problems with it we really can't fix, though, is that that elevator's within the tram tower. And that tram tower is not connected to the Kohler Pavilion. And so as the tram's going up and down with all that weight of the cabins, that tower actually moves. And that means that elevator shaft is moving as well. And so that the elevator just kind of struggles with staying in alignment sometimes. And so it will go down, and it takes us a while to get it fixed. And so that's really why we're building the new bridge. And so if that elevator's down, we've got a nice, easy, smooth... Um, kind of route to get over to the Kohler without having to go through the whole hospital. So what made it happen now? It seems like this could have been useful a year ago as well. Yeah, I, we've been looking at it for the last couple of years and trying to figure out how to build it. Um, there's, you know, you're going from one parking structure over to another one. We've got a tram tower in the middle of it. So it's a tough situation. Um, it's below campus drive. So it did take us a couple of years of design to try to figure out how to really get this bridge fit in and make it work. Um, but with the tram closure coming up this summer, uh, with it being down for five weeks, we knew we needed another option to get employees and patients back and forth between the KCI and lower campus and up to the Kohler and upper campus. So it, you know, it's been in the works for a couple of years, but really what's driving it is that five-week closure of the tram. And just in case anyone on any of our listeners don't already know this, what are the dates for that five-week closure? So tram will be down this summer from June 23rd until July 30th. Are there any other really exciting features around adding this pedestrian bridge in that you want to highlight? Yeah, I think, you know, we know a lot of employees use that tram elevator. I and mean, we're in the numbers of kind of five to 600 a day are on that elevator. I think what a lot of people don't realize is how many patients actually use it. Um, it's a, that elevator is a main connector for KCI for moving patients between their clinic at South Waterfront and the one on Markham Hill and back and forth. And a lot of patients have to be at both clinics during one day. So when that elevator breaks, it's a real big inconvenience for patients. And so getting this bridge built across is really going to give them an easy avenue to get over to the Kohler, utilize the Kohler elevators up to the ninth floor, and be able to get to and from the tram. So I bet that's not an easy construction project. You want to walk us through the how this is getting built? Uh, yeah, it's. Uh, I think it's an exciting one. Um, it's kind of a tough spot to get into. Um, concrete pour is going to be a little bit interesting. We'll have to use part of campus drive. Um, so a lot of it's really, we're going to be working from above and taking things down below. Um, right now we're doing concrete pours the next week or so, um, and it'll be built out and should be ready to go by March. So we're super excited about it. Well, I think that's everything. Thanks for talking to us about the new bridge. Yeah, we're super excited and can't wait to get it open. OHSC Week is a production of Strategic Communications. This episode was produced by Tracy Brawley and edited by Josh Anderson. I'm Patrick Holmes. See you next week.